Why do bad things happen to good people? It's, it's such an important question because open any newspaper, turn on any TV, go to any online news source, and what do you see? Children are being killed. Innocent people are dying. And in our understanding of the way that the law of karma works, it doesn't make any sense, you're right. They didn't do anything. The only way to understand it, and this is going to require a little bit of a metaphysical concept, but I'm going to give it to you because I think you can, I think you can go there. This moment in time is an interaction between space and time. We're sitting right here. In a moment, time has been continuous, or how we envision time has been continuous. Yesterday was December 18th, the day before was December 17th, the day before was December 16th. Tomorrow we will be the 20th, then the 21st. Time is linear. We're at a moment in time here, as though it were a string. And then we have another string for space. This space right here is where you are. You can't be anywhere else. So this moment is happening at a, at a linear intersection of space and time. Our vision is able to see only that which we have witnessed intersections of space and time in our experience, or that which we've been exposed to. So we've read a book, we've seen it online, whatever. But if you took a step back, imagine that there were a tapestry on the wall, and you were standing very, very, very close to the tapestry, where you actually could see all of the different threads of wool. And you were so close to it. What you would see is a little, little, little thread, and it went right in front of you, and then another little thread here, and a thread here. And you'd see right where they interact. But you wouldn't necessarily be able to see what the tapestry was. You'd step back a few feet, and you'd get a little image. A house. Oh, you see, now this is a house. Okay. You step back a little bit more, you see there's actually a garden around the house. You step back a little more, you see there's a fence around the garden. And the farther you step back, now you realize, oh, it's not a house, it's actually a village. And you keep stepping back and back and back and back and back, and the tapestry keeps growing and growing and growing and growing. And the problem with the question that you've asked is, or the problem with our ability to explain the answer, is in the thread that we can see, there is absolutely no answer to your question. The only way to understand it is to have to step farther back 
to get a bigger picture than most of us are able to do. What we do know, though, is that everyone in history, all of the saints, all of the sages, of every religion, who's ever been able to have a vision of the full tapestry, says, actually, when you can see it all, it all makes sense. Haven't you ever had experiences in your life where just a little incident made no sense to you? Somebody said something, somebody did something. It's, you couldn't figure out why would this person act in this way? It's not like them. Then you get a little more perspective. You find out later on what the story behind it was. And then suddenly it makes sense. You say, oh, now I understand. It's the same thing. And this is where not only our past lives, because it's not even as simple as, oh, well, it must have been in their past life they did something wrong. It's not as simple as that. A lot of times I believe karma is working not necessarily as a reaction, but as a pro-action. So things are happening, I believe, today, not necessarily because the people for whom they're happening deserved it in some way or did something wrong, but as a wake-up call to the rest of us. We're, we're at a point in our lives where we can't afford to be very blind anymore. And a lot of times what happens, in my opinion, is there are souls on earth who actually sacrifice, not necessarily consciously, but on some cellular level, actually sacrifice themselves as a message for others. So for example, every time someone passes away, what happens? Obviously we're all very sad, but something else happens. We become appreciative for our life, appreciative for our other loved ones appreciative for every moment we have in a way that we weren't the day before we lost that loved one. Tragically, we tend to forget that again. And then someone else gets sick, someone else passes away. But I actually believe that in a lot of these cases, it's, it's souls who are so evolved that they've actually sacrificed themselves to give a teaching of appreciation and gratitude for life, for every moment, for love. Because how many of us get so stuck in the little things in life? We fight over stupid little things. We lose our peace over stupid little things. And then suddenly, Somebody gets sick, somebody passes away, something happens to us. And it's like this slap in the face of, oh my God. 
and those little things no longer bother us. So I think that a lot of the things that happen are not necessarily in reaction to something that has happened as a, as a karma afterwards, but perhaps as a karma before to spark awareness, to spark change. There's one last piece of this. When that bad thing is the passing away of someone, particularly young people. We look at it as, how could this happen? You have these beautiful children. They've done nothing. What could they possibly have done to deserve to die so young? And yet, there's a completely different perspective, which is that we're actually here the only reason we're here, the only reason we're in this body is to finish off all our karmas and be able to unite with God and not have to be in a body. When you're in the body, other than when you're a saint who's enlightened and made a choice to come back here for the benefit of the rest of us, other than, other than those, all of our lives, are full of struggle, full of a mind that doesn't do what we want it to do, full of attachments, full of pain. Sure, there are some sweet, wonderful moments in between, but in general, the purpose of it all is actually to be able to unite with God so that we're not attached to this body, to my history, to my mind. And so the, the reason I mention that is when someone passes away very young, even though it's a horrible tragedy for those they've left behind, the way that it's explained is that person actually was almost done at the end of their previous life. It's not that they did something wrong this birth or last birth and that's why they had to die so early. It's that they did something so right that they almost didn't have to come back again. But at the end of last life, they had one last karma or a couple last karmas to work through or one last desire that had to be fulfilled or something that had to be done that they had to come back for. And the minute that was done, they no longer had to be here. So for them, that passing wasn't a bad thing. That passing was a good thing. And for those of us who have been left behind, what the challenge is, is can I realize that that person is actually still with me? I can't see them with these eyes. I can't hear them with these ears. I can't touch them with these hands. But I've also got an inner eye. I've got an inner ear. I've got an inner touch. Can I awaken those to be able to actually 
see and hear and touch.